Jesus, who does all things well. Our devotion for today is based on an account from Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 27 through 33. They, that is, Jesus and his disciples, arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you the authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Was it from heaven or from men? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say, from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say, from men, they feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. The Word of the Lord. Who do you think you are? What gives you the right? Such objections are commonplace in our day. <laughs> no one likes to be questioned or corrected, rebuked or admonished. And while these objections are common, they're certainly not new. In the realm of debate, they're called ad hominem attacks. Because your rebuttal isn't against what was said, but rather against the person who said it. So when you can no longer object to the truthfulness of your opponent's statements, nor deny the validity or honor of his actions, you're only left to attack the character and credibility of the man. This is all the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders had left. The day before, Jesus had cleared out the temple courts of its money changers and animal dealers, disrupting the business that had overtaken the temple. Now, some object that the changing of currency for foreigners was necessary and that animals needed to be purchased in order to make the temple sacrifices, but not like this. Not inside the temple court, which was the place of worship for Gentile believers who were not welcome into the inner courts. Now the sound of God's word being taught and read had been drowned out by arguments over possessions, by greed after money, and the taking advantage of people who had traveled significant distance to worship God. So Jesus, as he always does when he encounters people comfortable in their sin, turns the situation upside down and drives out the robbers from the holy place of prayer. No objection could be made that what Jesus did was wrong. No explanations were given to the necessity of their business. No defense was raised to allow this thievery to continue in God's house because the priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law knew no godly reason existed. And so when they realized they could neither attack Jesus' words or his action of cleansing the temple, all they had left was to attack Jesus, the man. Who do you think you are? 
and who gave you the authority to do such a thing? Sounds eerily familiar, doesn't it? We know God's law is true when it convicts us. It lays our selfish, greedy, lust-filled hearts wide open, and we are left without excuse. So, we attack the one who gives the law. Who are you, God, to judge me? Who gives you the authority to run my life and make me feel guilty? And when heaven's reply is nothing but a stony silence, remember this incident. It isn't because God doesn't have an answer. It's because God knows no answer will suffice. Jesus responds to the elders' attacks with a question of his own, a simple question about John's baptism, yet one they couldn't answer. Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Yet what could Jesus have told them that he had not already said numerous times? Their repeated rejection of Jesus was reaching its ultimate conclusion. God's deafening silence. And when we don't hear an answer from heaven, it's then that we must remember the sufficient answers he's already given us in his word. Who is God to judge you? He's the one who judges his son in your place, who reconciles the whole world to himself, and you are justified. Who is God to make you feel guilty? He's the innocent one who took your guilt upon himself that you might go free. Why does he painfully lay your heart open and convict you? Because he needed to give you a new heart of faith and to lift you up by his spirit. That's who your God is. To him be all glory and honor. We pray. Lord Jesus Christ, though we often reject your admonishment and correction, don't take your living word away from us or those who would share it with us. Teach, rebuke, and forgive us by your Spirit that we might continually be renewed in your image. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.